another week is upon us. Hope y'all had a fantastic weekend. Welcome to episode 54 of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. This week's OTC Player of the Week comes to us from North Carolina, as Macy Michael of Team North Carolina Huss takes on the honors. Macy had a fantastic week starting last weekend as she hit 647 with four doubles, three home runs, and 14 RBIs. That's just fantastic. Great job, Macy. Best of luck the rest of the season. On to this week's guest, and we sat down and chatted with four-time ISC All-World Selection and three-time ISC World Champion Rob Schweier. Rob has had an amazing career to date, spanning all the way back to the early 90s, and he's still going strong today, most recently winning an ASA championship last year in OKC. We're going to talk to Rob about getting a start in the game in Ontario, what it was like juggling ball and professional hockey, his tremendous success on the ISC circuit, as well as his RS sports training he does down in California where he is having fantastic results. Rob was an absolute gem to chat with, as he has seen it all in the game, and I have no doubt everyone's going to enjoy this episode. Episode. So as usual, grab that drink, sit back, relax, cause here we go. I got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling, ain't never felt this freedom. I got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. Ain't never felt this freedom. Could you, could you say that? Hey, Dick. Hey, what's going on, man? Not much. How are you? Good, man. Good. Beautiful day today. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. Summer is on its way. About time. Absolutely. Well, actually, a couple of weeks ago when we were talking, it was 30 degrees. So yeah, That wasn't summer. That <laughs> yeah. was stupid. Yeah, that, that was so hot. It really hot. was. It really was. Yeah. Uh, I've been uh, I've been lucky enough to being involved with minor ball in East Hans that I ran a U10 practice uh, last night, actually. Shit, I forgot oh. when it was. It was fantastic. I love getting out with the kids nice. and they were all engaged. It was beautiful. And then after that practice, I went to Lance. Canada Games were scrimmaging all with, right. with yep. the correct amount of numbers, of course. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome to see that. There were fans are spread out watching. Yeah. And in the other diamond, there were the U12 and U14 teams practicing. Freaking right. Man, it was awesome to see all the kids out. It was so fantastic. And it's only going to, we'll be able to open up here probably even more here soon. Yeah, let's hope. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think. Well, numbers have been down and our recoveries are great. There are a lot of people in the hospital, so things are going really well that way for COVID, of course. I mean, we have a, we're, we have projected to start our league on July 8th. I mean, that's what we have set. Looking forward to it. Freaking right. Can't wait. Yeah. So we're going to pump the league a little bit. I know that a lot of people that are listening to our podcast do not know where the hell Lance (laughs) is, Nova Scotia, nor do they know what the shooters fast pitch bar and grill fast pitch league is <laughs> and they don't know that we have a family of raccoons that live in our canteen <laughs> man those motherfuckers scare the shit out of you well mama, mama don't like you touching her baby oh my god yeah we, we every every year we open up we have the same rack not the same raccoons because i was gonna say do you know unfortunately well no we had a trapper come there i gotta tell you this story man it scared the absolute shit out of us so this trapper comes and you push up on the ceiling in the canteen. Like we have the back part of the, of the yep. building and the front part and the canteen and you push up and you could feel the babies and hear them running around. Well, this guy, this exterminator dude comes in and he has a 22, whatever the hell the gun is in his hand. Okay. <laughs> we're all standing around. He comes in, pushes on the ceiling. The ceiling falls down. 
the mama falls down and Buddy shoots the goddamn thing right in the fucking canteen. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was scary <laughs> shit, man. I was running like a girl, but. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I, I never heard that story before. <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. That's all. So every year we go there. Yeah. <laughs> you know how tough Robin Eisner is. Yeah. He's not that tough when it comes to raccoons. I'll <laughs> <laughs> make a puddle. Oh, Frank. Yeah. That's great. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, hopefully we can uh, get going here. We, uh, what do we say? We're going to be doing Stuyak this year. Yep. Every second Monday. We got Brookfield, Lance, Friday yep. nights in Lance. So. Yeah. So we're going to try to pump. Uh, get minor ball more involved. Yeah. And that's why we want to kind of incorporate some more games in Lance for Friday nights. Mm-hmm. It's going to help out with minor ball. So Monday nights, minor ball can use the field, of course. Right. Because our numbers are up this year, which is great. Yep. And then on Friday nights, we're hoping to get out crowds of, you know, kids and, and families out to watch us play and watch the, the good guys play, not us necessarily. <laughs> definitely not us. <laughs> well, maybe not you, but definitely me. Yeah. Um, Get out and watch the play. Uh, we're hoping to have the beefy wiener there to serve some hot dogs up to some people. The old beefy wiener. <laughs> Plug in the beefy wiener right now. <laughs> and uh, really kind of push the league, push the fact that there's a lot of kids that are coming up that don't really realize what's, you know, ahead of them yeah. as far as where they can go, what they can play. Well, it'd be nice, you know, those kids getting out and see like scope pitch. Oh my God, man. Like- They'll be like, whoa, where's the ball? Yeah. And the other thing we're going to do, you know how like at hockey games and intermissions, they have kids come out like Timbits or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to actually, after the first doubleheader, first game, we're going to have the kids play a little, whatever it might be, a two-inning game. Or oh, something. right on. Yeah. And we'll get the two teams to help with the kids and stuff. So. Oh, right on. That's, yeah. That's a fantastic idea. Actually. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Get them involved. Yeah. Hopefully, like I said, get going July 8th and mm-hmm. uh, keep going right through. And actually, they brought up something about Eastern Canadians today, didn't they? There was a, <laughs> yeah, but. It's kind of convoluted because we don't really know what's allowed, what's exactly. not allowed as far as traveling. But uh, they are mentioning Eastern Canadian, so hopefully something can happen. Yeah. Um, mind you, all the Cape Breton teams took all of our pitchers, so <laughs> as normal. I'm still available. I said all of our pitchers. Oh, right. <laughs> wait one second. Oh, wait. <laughs> you got me on that one. Damn it. Sorry, Dick. Oh, uh, well, I'm used to it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we got uh, old Robbie Schweier coming up uh, yeah, on the a, podcast. A traveling gypsy. I guess he is. Yeah. Not only for, for ball, but for hockey as yeah, well. You're saying. Hockey DB. He's been in uh, 17 different teams and 11 different leagues. That's I mean, crazy, that's, man. That's, I can't wait to talk about that. Because Imagine the, all the friends and enemies he's made over the years. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. I guess. But uh, no, Rob, we, we played against Robbie yeah. a few times growing up. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, man, he can he can bring it. Yeah, he always could, yep. for sure. He'd yep. always be on a different team every year, but man, <laughs> he could bring it. Uh, yeah. No, he's very good. Yeah. I'm, I think the, the one time I remember... Us playing was uh, Kitchener in 09, of course, and he was with St. Thomas. <laughs> I know, I gotta bring up Kitchener. Every time. One second. Just a second. Second. And we're back to Randy's 2009 show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway, yeah, St. Thomas, yeah. that game, we uh, double life game. And, That's right. Uh, yeah, it was there. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. But uh, yeah, let's talk to Robbie. We're going to get his whole career and everything. He's got uh, a lot on the go. He yep. he has his own uh, training training like uh, with the ladies down the states that he, right. he does with and I mean he's uh he's uh, working with a lot of top-notch uh players right now yeah. that are playing NCAA. So. Yeah, you mentioned the the pitcher from Oregon, I believe. Oregon, yep, yeah. uh, Brooke Yancey. So, right, uh, right. 
or Yanez, sorry if I got the name wrong. That's there, what, but, uh, you'd have to apologize to me. <laughs> Let me look my name. I can't even spell Brooke. So. <laughs> Brooke Yanez. We'll, okay. uh, we'll, we'll talk to talk to Robbie about that and yep. uh, see see what's all entailed there and you know how much he works with them and, and yep. whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a good episode, I think. Yeah, for sure. Not to mention the Olympics that he attended in 2008, was yep, it? With the yeah, Chinese with the national Chinese team. National team that, yeah. uh, can't wait to hear that, how we got yeah, involved. Yeah, that's, that. that's crazy. Different. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's get to Robbie. Okay, sounds good. All right, here we go. Rob, thanks for coming on the podcast, pal. It's a pleasure. Yes, sir. How's uh how are you, Janine and Blake making out down in Cali? Oh uh, well, when I'm by myself, I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Every everybody's awesome. It's Awesome. How, how, fun how, excursion. How old's Blake now? Blake's three and a half. He'll be four in uh, November. Oh, nice. nice. Is he is he in any any sports yet, or still trying to find his any, way? Anything to do with swinging a club, a bat, uh, anything that he wants to. Swing. Nice. That's great. Yeah, freaking right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you had to... we, just got, we just got to get him going the right directions. Right. Better off. <laughs> don't have to break stuff. Oh yeah. I, I thought I thought you were going to say he's, he doesn't swing the right way or something. <laughs> well. <laughs> In California, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> right. yes. You can say that. Yeah, yeah, you can say that. Exactly. I'm in California. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty big event there a couple months ago. Congrats on the wedding. Thank you very much, folks. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. She. Uh, it, Round two. It, it looked. Uh, <laughs> hey, I, I'm there too. <laughs> so, it's life. life. Exactly. I'm working towards it. <laughs> I'm doing a good job. I golfed all day today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Frank, Frank, Frank. So how's, how's the golf game going? Golf game is going great. Uh, the problem is, is the consistency. Yeah. And depends on how many cocktails they get him in before the, you know, the first three or four holes. I yeah. tend to stay out of it. Gets a lot better. Yeah. Well, you had a pretty good round there a little bit ago. Shot a 70, I saw. Yes. Finally. Uh, I mean, I've had a couple rounds in the set. That's the first time where, uh, and believe it or not, I mean, I hit a tree, went on the green, I uh, oh. had a couple sand shots that went all the way across and spun back. And I don't know how to spin it that well. <laughs> Jesus. So it was, it was a lot of luck coming along with it. Yeah. That was, uh, 32 on the back. Was that correct? I yeah. saw the scorecard there. Yeah. It was, uh, gosh, I picked up two over or three over on the front. Jeez. Wow, man. That's incredible. Got it all back on the back, back nine. So the boys were, they said it was a pleasure to watch. And I was like, I couldn't even believe it myself. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. They just kept not talking to me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Keep you in his own there. I mean, uh, we're all super. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we got a little thing that we start uh, the podcast with here called quick pitches. Sometimes you usually right. forget the ring. Yeah. Sometimes I forget. But okay. uh, if you heard it, I'm going to throw 10 random questions to you and uh, okay. you answer them as best you can. I will try. All right. Remember, concussions are in play here, right? <laughs> Same with Randy. He can't remember what he's going to ask. Yeah, that's, my, that's my excuse all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, actually, I asked this to, I had Morgan Stewart on the podcast last week, and she's from Cali, and I answer, I asked this with the first question as well. Uh, besides the weather, what's the best thing about living in California? Uh, I would say just the beaches and overall terrain. The oh, views. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Favorite place you played hockey in your career? Pensacola, Florida. <laughs> Sweet. 
Yeah, um, that would be nice. Um, I mean, it, I couldn't complain about the beach and the, the weather. It's, I mean, leaving yeah. practice shorts going straight. Yeah, that's awesome. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, if you had the chance to play on any golf course in the world, what tops the list? Augusta. Yeah. Nice. I figured that would be it. Uh, that'd be yeah. amazing. It wouldn't be bad. I mean, uh, there's also, I haven't played a, a few of the, like the pebbles and stuff for playing. Uh, I also have got to the Augusta. We actually played when I was hockey. Uh, oh, okay. and we got to basically just hit around, but I would love to play it. Yeah. Friggin' right. That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, most memorable moment on the ball field. Most memorable moment on the ball field was uh, the first world championship, the, or the ISC ring, I should say. Yeah, two thousand one. Yeah, yeah, with broken bow. Awesome, nice. Uh, most memorable moment on the ice. Ooh, memorable moment on the ice would I would probably have to say would be uh, doing snow angels while the Zamboni broke down in the St. Petersburg Forum. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, wait. All, okay, wait. You got to elaborate on this. Yeah, why? <laughs> so uh, we started uh, in St. Pete, Florida, and we're down there for for a hockey game. They got the first period done, came out to do the Zamboni, uh, and all of a sudden the Zamboni breaks down in the middle of the ice. So they have to find a way to get it off the ice, and there's snow on it and, <laughs> and and going up. So they had to dump the Zamboni over, and so a couple of us decided that like it had been a probably a 10, 15 minute wait while we're on the ice, and all of a sudden they said, "Go back to your, go back to your dressing rooms." And a couple of us stayed out there while the fans got restless and they were cheering us on. So we figured instead of doing a slap shot skit, I'd go out and uh, do some snow angels in the snow that were in the middle of the rink. Nice. <laughs> um, and, and the funny part of it was uh, Paul Walford, uh, Pete Purcelli, and I believe it was Barry Kaler, a couple of boys from Tampa Bay Smokers were there. Oh, no way. And so they got to witness that firsthand. That was pretty, <laughs> that's awesome. that was pretty memorable. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, what's your go-to drink of choice? I'd say Sailor Jerry and Diet Coke. Okay. If Did you say Sailor Jerry? Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. Jay Duffy. Jay Duffy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we call him. We call Jay him Duffy's Jerry. Nicknames Jerry because oh, really? because of used that. to be Captain until I found out how much stronger Sailor was. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's next? Uh, if you could go back and play one game in hockey or ball, what is it? Gosh. Um, well, I could probably do both. Um, the second ISC um, for ball, the second ISC championship final that I lost in Kitchener uh, against Mike White and uh, the St. Joe's players was probably one of my take backs. Right. Um, and or one that I would play again. Right. Um, and then probably for hockey, the very first junior hockey game that I ever played in Joe, Joe Lewis Arena on TSN for the Own Sound Players was probably my first highlighted game that i i definitely underrated you know you you downplay it because you think you're going to be there so many more times and and so that's sort of the reflection on life is i wanted to go back and redo it that's awesome right yeah was that that was when it was detroit junior red wings was it not yeah 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 they got good crowds too didn't they unbelievable crowds yeah i mean it was it was just like playing in nhl in the nhl already and and it i mean it helped that we were doing the the tsn game of the week right that's sick. So, you know, you had yeah. your, your TV timeouts, everything that they had to do in the NHL, we were doing in the juniors. So that's, you lived in the moment. That's cool. Absolutely. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Favorite movie of all time. Favorite movie of all time. I got to go back to, um, I can't say Slapshot, even though I watched it 3,000 times. <laughs> yeah. I would probably say Young Blood. 
Wow, Roblo. Yeah, <laughs> only uh, only because I got to see some nakedness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was the, the the billet. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh no, no, that was his girlfriend. Uh, whatever. Yes. Anyway, yes. anyway, yeah, still banged her. Nothing, yeah, exactly. That's terrible. Uh, best place you've ever vacationed. Best place I've ever vacationed would be Hawaii. So far, nice, nice. Last one. Who's going to win the U.S. Open this weekend? Uh, I might say it was season. Yeah, that's a good one. Who's leading right now? Uh, I haven't looked at my phone. I believe the English boy, Richard Bland. Oh, okay. He was up the last time I looked. Right on. Right on. Where are they playing this week? Where's uh, that I don't know. I didn't even know. I want to say somewhere over here on the West Coast. <laughs> that's what I, I'm not sure. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, we'll find that out. Gotta be prepared, Randy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's that's my bad. I should know. Yeah, yeah. A, yeah you're the one you watching on TV, in, weren't yeah. you? Yeah, I was. <laughs> I'm just watching them golf. Sailor Jerry. Sailor Jerry. Sailor Jerry every time. Yeah. Gets me every time. Yeah. Anyway, Rob, uh, every question that we uh, have on here for our guests is uh, tell us when and where you got your start in the game. When and where? Um, Simcoe, Ontario. Actually, it was um, Victoria, Ontario, Canada. Okay. Uh, my dad was playing for uh, the regional police softball team, and, and I just kept throwing a ball and swinging a bat and doing that sort of stuff. And and I would try and mimic him all the time. And and so I, I believe it was that next, I believe I was four years old at the time or five years old, I believe. He said, uh, let's go out and try T-ball. Well, I didn't like it because I couldn't throw my own ball, and I wanted to be a pitcher so badly. And uh and so I started off in T-ball and cried a lot because I wanted to play big boy ball. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how I was, felt like I was being held back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. How was the minor ball scene growing up in Simcoe? So, I mean, softball was amazing. You Like my hockey team, all of my buddies that could catch and hit and throw, we played fast pitch softball. And mm-hmm. uh, so, I mean, you had two teams always per age group. Um, Baseball wasn't even really thought of because I think it was only Larry Walker who played for the Montreal Expos at the time. And mm-hmm. you, you weren't getting scouted and nobody wanted to be like Larry at that point in time. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty much a hobby or, or something that you, you passed because you got all your hockey buddies together. So that's kind of what we did in Simcoe, Ontario. Yeah. And actually, my next question was like, was it your typical Canadian upbringing, you know, hockey in the winter and ball in the summer? And you pretty much yeah. answer that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much every single kid knew. It. And even if they couldn't play fast pitch, they still hung around and watched play fast pitch. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's how it was here as well. I mean, you play hockey in the hockey in the winter and, and ball in the summer and yep. it, it overlapped perfectly. I mean, you might've had what, a month off. So <laughs> it yeah, worked and so, out really and sometimes well. depending on the March break weather, I mean, you were playing a hockey tournament and then you're like, well, let's bring the ball gloves to the hockey tournament. Yeah, yeah. Tr- true enough. True enough. You know, the trouble with that now though, is hockey has consumed a lot of the kids time. Like I even know in the, at the minor ball level right now, we have kids that are conflicted with practicing on certain nights of the week. Cause they have hockey. Yeah. All fucking yeah. summer. Like kiss my ass. Yeah. I, I, I love hockey. I love ball, but I think that hockey's winter ball is summer. Like let the kids play ball well, in the summer. And not only that, but you, I mean, you know, as I do any, anytime that you miss the game, you love the game that much more. That's right. 
So it's, it, it gives you that separation as well. I mean, Wayne Gretzky said it best. He's like, mm-hmm. if your kids don't play other sports, they're not going to become athletes. That's right. Yeah. You know, so true. You, you, they get to know how to play hockey. And if that's the only thing, well, they don't get any, any other value in life by trying to swing a golf club or, yep. you know, change a tire. It's like, give them some, some life experiences to carry over into the hockey world. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah and I, f- I find a lot of like the people that are playing hockey year round, I find there's a burnout factor with them. For sure. Yeah. And and I find that in California right now with, with girls fast pitch, you know, I've got, I've got these parents yelling at the kids while they're doing lessons. And, and, and I'm sitting there saying, hold up, they're learning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, if, if my dad had to yell at me every time in geography class or math class, I'd, I'd, I'd my name would be yelled at. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Good point. So it, it's always crazy. Like criticism is great, but uh, at the same time, the more you get yelled at, the more you're going to want to quit. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when you, when you got to play in midget ball, uh, was there any conflict with hockey at all? You know, cause you would have been in the OHL at that time. Were you not? Yeah, it, it turned out I ended up playing for the own sound midget. Um, like it was junior retirement at the, at the time. Um, so I spent, I, I think I pretty much from age 16 on, I lived in own sound in the summertime. Oh, okay. Oh, really? So it, it worked out perfectly. I mean, uh, you know, I had Frank Cox and um, Brad Underwood to learn from, not to mention even, uh, wow. gosh, kind of Andy Jackson. Right. Oh, yeah. Wow. So I had three very successful fastball pitchers. And here I was this, you know, this young <laughs> punk coming on up. And on a Thursday night, all of a sudden, the senior tireman would call me up and say, do you want to pitch? I was like, with Brad? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go out there just, you know, with a bag full of pee in my pants and I'd sit there and say, gosh, I'm pitching with Brad Underwood. Yeah. And his giant arm. Wow. Yeah. So what exactly? What was like, that? Do you do you ever fall left? <laughs> like, what? I'm like, look at the size of that thing. You make Popeye look <laughs> tiny. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, obviously that would have definitely helped in your development. I believe so. Yeah. I mean, I, I can remember eating, sleeping, drinking softball in the summertime, eating, sleeping, drinking hockey in the, in the wintertime. It's, you know, and, and I was very fortunate to have some extremely talented pitchers that I was able to learn with and from. And honestly, Brad Underwood was, was probably my, my, my biggest mentor because being with the tireman and, and also when he went to the Toronto Gators, I, I, I got to, play against and a couple tournaments play with him and Darren Zach. So wow. I've had a great group of people to play with. Yeah. No guess, question. I guess so. Wow. Like that's a, you know, that's a list of hall of famers that, you know, you get, yeah, to, you get I, to learn like, under. I start, I start looking at the people that I've played with uh, and against and for and all that. And, and I'm like, no wonder I get lost in the weeds because I mean, they're all just absolutely amazing. Mm. And so even if I was the best of my age group at the time, it's like, I still couldn't compete with them. It would never, it would never amalgamate to that. Mm-hmm. So at the time playing midget ball, like, like you guys, obviously, did you go to the midget nationals at all? Yep. And, and we won the Canadians. Oh, nice. Okay. Yep. Well, so, I mean, yeah, as far as, like I said, the only one that's eluded me, the only ring that I never had. So I had the OSA, OASA champ, which is the Ontario. I had the junior Canadians, midget Canadians. I just don't have a senior Canadian. So I'm, I'm waiting for a Newfie team to pick me up so I can sit on a bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we all are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. I I mean, I don't know. I think I've had, well, I was with Fingal Boxall. That was myself. And um, 
Brad Underwood again. Mm-hmm. We we lost to uh, I think it was Musi or Jody Hennigar in the finals. Um, so I, I had my I had my chances to win the senior nationals probably yeah. from 2002 on uh, towards about 2006, and then it started getting to the point where all the teams were just it, it was East Coast teams that were predominantly winning. That's yeah, nice to hear. <laughs> yeah, right? we, like, yeah. we like hearing that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Dominant. Yeah. Actually, I wanted to touch on uh, like that time when you were in the OHL uh, playing with Owen Sound. I-, I was going through your hockey DB and and of course I had to go through the rosters. So yep. that time when you were in Owen Sound, you had both Kevin Weeks and Jamie Story as your goalies. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Two, uh, two legendary. I mean, they're going to be OHL Hall of Famers, but at the same time, two extremely NHL successful goalies. Yeah. And then uh, if you looked on my last year, we also had a young kid named Brent Johnson who ended up going to St. Louis. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Jesus. Yeah. Um, Goal and again, factory. so you can see how I was a, a great underachiever in all my sports. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. So what, what was uh, what was Kevin Weeks like? Honestly, uh, we called him the lotion man because he was nothing but class. Yeah. I mean, uh, we would always say he, he, you know, he was next to be president because the way he spoke, the way he carried himself, everything that he did was always, you know, he would always say basically act as if act as if somebody's watching you all the time. Mm. And, and so he would always make sure that he acted accordingly. He was super classy, always in shape. Um, and that's why I bug him today. I, you know, I see him on, on TV and I always send him a message every now and then I'm like, ah, suit, suit, suit's making you look a little big there in the, in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I love, I love watching him on TV. Every time we see him, um, I've seen him a couple times out here with the LA Kings, uh, alumni stuff. Oh and, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's skinny. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. So, and Storzy was always that way. Weeks, he was always the one that was in shape, and Jamie mm. Starr was just thin and could move. Yeah, he he could grab stuff behind his ears. Yeah, yeah no he, problem. He had he won gold with the World Juniors, did he not? Yep. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's right too. Yep. That's a, Whereas Weeksy, I I don't know that Weeksy ever went out. I'm not sure. Usually, I'm right up on my my hockey. Uh, yeah, but you haven't eaten. Yeah, because we had um, Andrew Burnett, Kirk Walker. Um, not Kirk Walker, sorry. Um, Scotty Walker mm-hmm. and stores that were our team Canada guys. So that, that's even amazing to have three team Canada guys on, you know, from Owen sound. Yeah, really? And, and then my first year we had, um, Kirk Maltby, you know? Who oh yeah. A, yeah. I, I had some unbelievable, unbelievable players to play with as well as when I went to, uh, to Kingston for my final year. Um, I had David Ling, Chad Kilger. Um, was it Brett Lindros there? Yep. Brett Lindros had just had his concussion. So he, he had just retired probably. What? A Lindros, a Lindros with a concussion? What? <laughs> right. Both of them. <laughs> Jeez. Um, he ended up signing a big deal and, and got a lawsuit or, uh, settled where he couldn't, he couldn't accept the money. He had to donate it and he ended up buying us all leather jackets and matching suits for the, for the road trips. <laughs> nice. Wow. Like yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. My dad still has all my leather jackets from the OHL. Actually, that's something we wanted to talk to you about too. So you've played on 47 uh, hockey teams <laughs> and how many ball teams have you played on? Do you, do you even know? No, 
I would have no clue. Yeah. So you don't have like a collection of jerseys in your basement or anything? Oh, absolutely. I'm, uh, yeah. So it's a funny, it's, you know, funny you say that because every yeah. time I would come home from a hockey, hockey year, we would all gather down at the lake house and, and the boys would come over because I knew it was going to be a big piss up. Yeah. yeah. And they would all go around like rumbling through my, my drawers and everything. And sure enough, if, if I wouldn't believe it, there'd be 25 guys showing up at the bar in Schwire jerseys from <laughs> hockey to softball. <laughs> and, and, and it was just pretentious. But at the same time, nobody understood why we did it uh, <laughs> yeah i love and, that and so That's guys amazing. would show up in you know my my peewee shirt that was you know simple <laughs> ontario hockey and then somebody would have a tampa bay shirt on or somebody it, it, it got to be quite the and i wish i had pictures to kind of prove it and show it because no that's awesome man <laughs> yeah it <laughs> was it. so hilarious and, and 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 people always ask me they're like you know what hat you wearing this weekend i'm like I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Do you want me to play for you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's yeah. fucking. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Actually, before yeah. we, before we move back on the ball, I I like I said, I was going through your hockey DB when you were with Jackson, Mississippi, in the yep. East Coast League. You played with the gentleman Randy Copley, did you not? Yes, I did. Yeah, I uh, I played against Randy like in Major Midget here, and he is the one guy in the league I was ever scared of. Sorry. Right. Home, Just a big, big man. Whole, like he would, he would hit you and it wouldn't matter if you were two feet from the boards with his back to you, he would run you through the boards. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, we, we had quite a few East coasters from uh, in Jackson. I'm trying to think there was a Stewart. Um, gosh, there was a few that I can't even remember, but uh, mm-hmm. Jackson was a very memorable, memorable year, but that's when I ended up going to Pensacola. Uh, oh, okay. All right. It was, it was one of those things where, all throughout my hockey career, everybody thought because of my size and my build that I'd be a great fighter. Well, my agent turned to me and goes, the only way the only way you're going to make the show is if you can put the puck in the net and you can fight everybody. <laughs> well, I found out very quick I couldn't fight everybody, so I, right. I realized it wasn't going to the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it takes a, it takes a lot of, you know, a, a mental thing to be able to fight every night, I find. Like, yeah, you know and, what I mean? And I hate when... I'm not a big fan of people hating me. So, I, you know, I didn't want to piss them off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm like, do you want to go have a beer? Should we fight now or wait till after the beer? <laughs> wait till after the beer, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to your back to your ball career there, Rob. Uh, your first ISC Worlds, they were in 97. Actually, I looked that up in Victoria. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I figured you'd have all the stats. What, uh, what do you recall about that and how big of an eye-opener was that? Oh, like, I mean, they had vendors in the outfield. They had, I, I mean, it was, and, and I hope I'm not exaggerating, like five to, to 8,000 in the crowd because it was a huge soccer stadium in Victoria. And, and I mean, it was overwhelming. I never thought because all of our tournaments were like family and friends would be in the, in the fans. Like right. Nobody really came out to watch unless people wanted to drink, which in, in, you know, at my age at that point in time, nobody was really coming to the ballpark to drink. Mm. Um, but in men's fast pitch, it was a whole nother world. I saw people partying in, in center field and right field and left field. Then there was vendors with pizza. And I'm like, wait, these people are staying here all day to walk home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and so of course, being, uh, being only a junior, my, my dad flew out with me and he at the time of life, you know, and, and I think that's when he pretty much bought into the, I'm going to be a fan of this forever. And to this day, he, he, he packs up the, the RV and, and drives, even if I'm not playing, he'll go down to wherever Hill United's going or the gremlins are going. And, and oh, he'll wow. be like, this is, this is my lifestyle. And, yeah. and of course, poor ma, she's like, I don't want to go if Rob's not going to be there. And he's like, buckle up. 
<laughs> that's fantastic actually he's like you never know rob might show up in a uniform <laughs> <laughs> yeah we never know he, he yeah. he's played exactly. for a lot of teams <laughs> he has he might just show up and not tell us because he doesn't want to let us know he's close to home <laughs> that's right oh that's it so you were with uh baltimore that first one yeah it was called i think they were called the baltimore merchants yeah it how'd, was the Heinlein family how'd you end up with them um, so myself, Robbie O'Brien and, and Jody, I used to travel, um, back and forth, uh, to a, uh, travel ball league in like Pennsylvania and Maryland, that sort of area. Mm-hmm. And it was with the Coors Light Suns that we all kind of got introduced to the whole crossing the border part of the game. Right. And so we had played, um, some travel ball weekends, with the Canem windmillers and the Coors Light Sunners. And, and so this Baltimore team saw me in, in the league and called me up and said, we'd, you know, we'd like to get you out to play uh, in the world tournament. And me at the time, I was like, world tournament, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Because the only thing I'd done is I'd, I'd played for the junior Canadian national team. And I thought that that was just like a one-time thing. I didn't know there's anything after that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was, I mean, super, not not naive, but dumb towards where the sport w- was able to take me. Right. Uh, because I was all I always lived in the moment where I'm like, this is a hobby, but I'm you know hockey is what I'm going to make it at. So softball, I didn't really pay attention to, and little did I know, here I am in softball world today. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> priorities got mixed up. Yeah. yeah, you know, you know, it's a great point that you made that you were naive to the fact that you didn't really you didn't understand what was ahead of you or what could be ahead of you. I think a lot yeah. of kids now are at that same position. Like right. for, for example, I've, I was coaching the U10 kids last night and some of the kids didn't realize that we had a senior fast pitch team or that yeah. we went to a nationals or that we were able to travel across the country. None of the above. They just right. thought, and that's why a lot right. of kids are playing baseball now. Cause they just don't understand that they can have opportunity, more opportunity in our sport than they can for baseball for sure. Mm. Especially in our exactly. province. And yeah. And I mean, it's the same thing out here where, you know, the girls don't even know that the men play fast pitch. Like every time that I go out and do a clinic or if I go out and, and, uh, you know, teach clients, they're like, wait, you didn't play baseball growing up. And I'm like, no, yeah. yeah. my Love dad you. saw me fall asleep in left field once. And he said, you're definitely not playing this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Great point. Jesus. I love and, that. and so, yeah. and, and, and I tell them all the time, I'm like, to all the, all the guys here, because we're trying to implement, we tried to do it in 2008 at the Chinese Olympics. We tried to implement taking male baseball players that are at high school, bringing them to fast pitch, and then having them go back to baseball. We thought it was a great idea, but of course, the MLB looks down upon softball because they think we're taking their thunder or taking kids away from their sport. Yeah. And and I feel like everybody that has played baseball in high school and then comes and plays in our Wednesday night league here in Burbank, California, they go back and they're like, thanks coach Rob for helping us out. And I'm like, with what? He's like, baseball's so easy now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, but here's the thing is they have a one in, you know, 300 chance of ever, ever being a pro, uh, a minor league baseball player That's right, yeah. Yeah. when they could have a one in two chance of being a softball player that gets to travel everywhere and, and do anything. That's right. Exactly. That's right. But it's, it's the glamor versus, you know, yeah, the true fact. And, and, I, and I tell them all the time, I'm like, they come out for one weekend of a ball tournament. They're like, you guys drink after the game? I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> And, and they're sitting there saying, oh, our coach said that we couldn't go out for drinks. And I'm like, why? you got to hit a little ball that comes at you. And yeah. if, you, if you hit it one out of every four times, 
you're an all-star. Yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> Listen, I had a conversation last night with a coach uh, for the U14, or sorry, U12 team. Yeah. And his point was that uh, baseball kids, so he had a couple of kids show up for, for a practice last year. And the father, mm-hmm. after the practice was done, knew Brian. It was Brian Frazier. Right. And he said to him, yep. he said, holy fuck, I can't believe how fast the pitchers throw and how fast the game is. And then Brian said, yeah, it's great. Why don't your kids come there? He said, because it's too hard. So you're going to go play baseball because it's easy? Like, what in the fire and fuck are you doing? <laughs> exactly. Honestly. And, and, and again, you, you've got the game mixed up. If you'll make it even easier if you want to go and try and make $27 million a year, yeah. if you come and play softball. Yeah, good yeah. point. That's right. It's like, it's, it's, it's a great training program. And so they say they want the easy, but they won't work hard to yeah. make it even easier. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It just, it, it, I, again, I think the priorities are, are back and, and we're trying to, uh, I mean, a lot of us softball guys out here in California, we're even starting, um, trying to do a mimic of the Canadian nationals where it's state by state sends a team and, and, and we can try and right. make a natural, a true national championship. Out of yeah. It. Yeah. That would, that'd be and, awesome. Yeah. Not yeah. like what the ASAs so, is right yeah. now. It's yeah. It's like a total American championship. Same right. as Canadian yeah. nationals. Yeah. 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 I get that. That's exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, because we got to do what we can to keep the game going because yeah. You know, heaven forbid, I stay home for a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. It's when you're away is what keeps you married, my friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I, you know, I can't tell her that. No, <laughs> no, absolutely not. My wife thinks I'm but downstairs she'll hear in my it house now right now. now. <laughs> you know, she'll listen and she'll hear it. Yeah. Love you, yeah. bud. <laughs> um, Rob, I, I want to ask. Uh, I'm going to jump to the 2001 ISCs. Um, you'd win your first world title with Broken Bow. Uh, mm-hmm. That must have been an amazing experience. Absolutely amazing. Uh, and again, it's, it, I mean, I played the year before where I was, you know, king of the hill. I, I got, I pitched every single game and got us in the, uh, I can't remember, we lost the farm. But in 2001, having a, a, a pitching mate like Gerald Musilar, and again, for the next three years after that, it, it you know, it speaks volumes because one, I also had one of the best catchers in the, in the game, um, Mark Sorensen, who again, (laughs) continued to teach me more and more and more each and every year. Um, the problem was not the problem. I said, I I should say that sort of the issue was always the consistency in my game. Right. I could go out there and be the best pitcher in the world for, you know, two weekends and then go out and be the worst pitcher in the world for a weekend. (laughs) And sponsors started telling me that, um, but in 2001, everything came together and I actually, um, I broke my ankle in hockey. And so uh, I was coming back from an injury and, and duck Simmons, you know, stuck by me and said, pitch pitches in as many tournaments as you possibly can. And, and, and I have faith that you're going to be full tilt by the time we get to the worlds. And mm-hmm. I beat County materials in the semifinals. And he looked at me, he's like, you've done your job. We're going to hand it over to Gerald. Mm-hmm. Nice. And uh, I mean, I got to sit back and watch Gerald. Of course, I was itching at the bit and yep. wanted to be thrown that championship game. But either way, it was uh, an unbelievable feeling. Anytime, uh, anytime you can win the most prestigious trophy, ring, whatever you want to say, it's it's an accomplishment. And, sure. and that's one of the things with my hockey career that I just didn't get. Mm. Yeah. So it was, uh, you know, it, it was a crying moment, believe it or not. No doubt. I mean, fuck, I guess. Looking back, I uh, going to you and Musi were incredible. Like, it's not too often that you have two pitchers make the first all world team 
yeah. at ISCs. Right. Like that's unreal. Yeah. yeah. And I think we did it two years in a row or three years. That like, that's remarkable. Yeah. That was a good yeah. word, Randy. And, yeah. and honestly, uh, not to mention it, it was also our team that helped us out as well. Yeah. Because I mean, we, no, had, we no, had some Rob. of the most amazing players. Oh, no. is this you and Musi? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call Musi right now and be like, Musi, it was all us. <laughs> Why do we need those? We should, we should have been the king in his court. Kings. <laughs> and, Kings. His, and their courts. And their courts. Yeah. So um, that following year though, were you, were you still with Broken Bow that following year? Yeah. The next two years. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Yeah. And you guys uh, fell to St. Joe's the, the following year in the finals. Yep. Yep. And then we amalgamated with Broken Bow Spirit. Okay. Right, right, right on that, uh, that following year. I mean, what was it like to watch? I mean, Mike White's obviously a big name, you know, especially in NCAA with, with Texas. What was yep. it like being able to watch him do what Fucking he did? hated him. <laughs> the man just did the unthinkable and mowed everybody in the world down yeah like and, and and here's the thing i love michael white and 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 every chance that i get to talk to him i, I build him up because i ended up playing with him two years with uh, i believe it was mindak millers mm-hmm. and i mean the man is just no different than 90% of the, of the Kiwis out there. They're just students of the game. Right. Like they study, they, they break it down and they execute. And I mean, he didn't have his hardest throwing year that year. He, he was on the downslide of his, his career and he just knuckleballed us to death. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and I sat out there and I was like, how do you not hit this guy? I mean, he was still throwing eight, three, four miles an hour. I, I'm not going to downplay it, but I was just like, the guy just spun it so smooth and he looked like he wasn't even sweating. And here Musi and I are going, oh, God, we can't get it past him. <laughs> That's hilarious. So man. it was, I mean, it was just amazing to watch. It's no different than back in the day, watching a Paul Algar or Todd Martin or Darren Zach throw six games back to back to back to back to win it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You know, and, and he stuck it to us. I mean, I think we ended up losing two one, but hmm. I mean, I gave up a home run right off. I think it was the leadoff home, leadoff guy. It was uh, Miljavik, and then I came back and and shut him down for three innings. And then Doc looked at me. He's like, "I'm not giving him another chance to get the leadoff home run." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah." That's that's actually smart managing. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. Well, you know and, I, mean? I mean, it's a it's a pride swallowing siege. Like, yeah, yeah. For me, I'm thinking here. Both of us are are you know ranked as the top pitchers in the world, and and here I have to hand over the reins and. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it was to an amazing, amazing man, an amazing pitcher. I mean, mm-hmm. Musi is, is by far another, you know, one of the classiest guys in the game. So it was always easy yeah. to turn it over. He never made you feel bad. He never no. always, you know, talked you up and everything. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, that's one of those things that, you know, that makes a team a champion is when, you know, you have those, like the big top players that are able to, uh, you know, kind of suck the pride up and be like, you know let's hand it over and, and, you know, try and yeah. go after this thing. That's a team thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like, listen, don't, don't have too much pride that you're going to throw us under the bus. Right. Like you're pitching like shit. Get, get out of here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like just call it a day. Go, go to the beer tent, grab a beer. We won't, we won't look at you any differently. That's right. Those are the teams that, that I succeeded with the other ones where they'd get mad at a, you know, a home runner, they get mad at a drop ball. And like, those were the ones that I didn't succeed with. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. That's and a so tough you, environment. You, you start, yeah, you start to learn, you know, to, to pick and choose your battles. And then at the end of the day, you just don't even pick or choose. You never battle yeah. other than against the other team. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I, want, I want to touch on your time with the Canadian national team. Uh, 
what was it like to represent the country, you know, and wear, and wear the red and white? It was amazing, except I could never go to any tournaments because I was playing hockey. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, wow. Never knew so that. My first, uh, my first real conflict was in, I believe it was 2004, um, going to South Africa. It was right in the middle of, uh, we had switched over from Bader to um, Mark Smith. Yeah. And, and so it got to the point where they just started excluding me from the camps because I could never leave, you know, minor league hockey. They would never give me the okay to go and and play national ball. So my, uh, the first two years I always played in the, the skins tournament, which was usually in BC. Right. So I always got to play and always got to, you know, go to the camps and do all that sort of stuff. And then finally Smitty goes, I just can't waste a spot on you in training camps. He's like, I'm, I'm going to give somebody else a shot at it. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of ended my career with the Canadian national team. Right. So yeah, it was, it was bittersweet, but at the same time I had some amazing stories from Victoria, my, my first couple camps and, and playing against the national team or playing with the national team and that it, it either way, it, it yeah. was all amazing. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. I mean, yeah. just the fact, you know, getting to play, in those skin games alone. I mean, not a lot of people in the country get to play that. Wearing the flag. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and I ended up having to actually leave that early because I had signed my first, uh, pro hockey contract. So I actually had to, to come back a day after, well, I got notified on a Saturday night mm-hmm. that I had signed a, a three-way hockey contract. And so of course the boys were like, let's go out and celebrate. And I was told I wasn't going to have to pitch on the Sunday. So we decided <laughs> to go out Victoria, BC, they tricked you. <laughs> no, they tricked me real well. And uh, I, I mean, if Dean Holine or or any of those boys are listening, fuck you. <laughs> we we went out, and I believe, and Musi was right along with me. He's like, Robbie needs a bodyguard, so I'm going to go out and make sure that he's he's okay. Yeah. And and I remember being in Victoria, where you know we had strict rules to be back in the room, but all the boys wanted to celebrate with me. Yeah. And uh, had a had a few too many beverages, but before that, we had all rented some mopeds, and so we sat out in center field in Victoria on the ball field, and so all the coaches knew that we were out there. <laughs> and if you can imagine six foot five Gerald Muselar with his knees up around his ears, and you can picture <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. Oh, there yeah. I am, we sat and Musi's got his knees up around his ears. <laughs> <laughs> and, what an image! Here oh. we are beeping in center field while they're playing a, a skins game. <laughs> Why did you not have a cell phone back then, taking pictures? Yeah, really. of that right? Shit, right? Yeah, because yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I couldn't imagine if there was any social media. Or oh oh fuck, I'd be then. in jail. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> I, I definitely wouldn't be talking to you unless I got a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> you have a collect call from the Owen Sound Penitentiary. <laughs> yeah, hi. I'd like to live glory days. <laughs> Can't be days because I had that one day and then I was shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Oh, that's Locked great. up for life. Yeah. <laughs> now you t- you touched on the uh, Chinese national team there, Rob. I want to talk about that 2008 Olympics. How did that all come about, anyway? So, um, trying to think of the gentleman's name. Uh, his name is Michael Bastian. He's he's a coach out here in California. Um, and so, just randomly sent out um, some emails to some top men's pitchers and, and said. Um, would you be interested in coming to China just to throw batting practice to the, to the national team? 
And so I had just come off of a labral surgery uh, in hockey. So I had the whole year to recuperate and recover. And so I said, well, I can't work in the U.S. or Canada, so I might as well take an extra paycheck over in China. (laughs) No no private investigators could follow me, right? So because at that point in time, you're either on workman's comp or or something like that. So uh, I'll incriminate myself. I went over to China and I said, you know, I'm going to throw the ball around and get, get ready for ball season. So I'd stayed there for two months in China. And at the end of it, they saw me working out every day on my own, as well as throwing two hours of batting practice to the girls. And they came along and offered me a contract wow. to be their strength and conditioning coach and pitching coach. Wow, man. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. And so I said, well, do you mind if I go home and pack a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> and so they gave me a month to come back home. I uh, went to Canada, uh, packed up quite a few of my things and, and set off for a, and the way it worked was I had a two year contract in 2007 and eight. Right. And so I would, I would go to China for six months, come home for a month so that I could, you know, didn't have to miss home too much. Right. Sure. And, um, so I, they signed me on as a pitching coach and off we went to the races and then we got the big, um, ultimate FU from the Chinese government that they weren't going to allow anyone other than the Chinese national team coaches to go to the Olympics. Oh, wow. So they basically hired us to get the job done, but not to take the credit. And then kicked you to the curb. Yep. And, and so, but the good thing about that was, is that I came back with the farm and, and ended up winning an ISC. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it was a pretty good, uh, again, I had, I'd done the most pitching I had done in probably the past you know, seven years before that, yeah. step on the field with um, Corey Guru and Donnie Hale and a bunch of the guys, and we stuck it to them. Nice. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's crazy. It, uh, Thank you, China. It, yeah. I, it was very saddening that I didn't get to, you know. Go to the Olympics, yeah. Go to the opening ceremonies and and, yeah, and get cool. that yeah. get that credit. You know, you mm. work so hard for it, and you're like, this is why I did it. I gave up my whole life so I could be, mm. you know, looked upon as succeeding. Right. So were you, were so, you still, uh, like, did you keep in touch with them, you know, as they were, when they, they finished fifth, oh yeah. did they not? Yep. They finished fifth. They had their, you know, a, a great finish. The girls, the, the pitchers did well. Um, the team doctor who basically babied me throughout the entire year because of after throwing, you know, batting practice for two hours each and every day and, and stuff like that, they would give me the, you know, the massage because they're like, you big man, we're going to stand up on you. And I was like, okay, walk on me all day long. <laughs> so they, they sent me a lot of updates and, and I got a lot of videos and I, and I was, mm-hmm. you know, on a lot of, uh, the social media stuff and I was still listed as a coach, but didn't get the, the credit yeah. for it that I, I felt I deserved. So how, how was the communication there? Like, like when you were working with the pitchers and whatnot? Yep. So I had, uh, so I had a biomechanics or a science, um, interpreter, and then I had just a regular everyday interpreter that would follow me around or, or come with me each and every day. Right. Um, and the gentleman that was my science translator would always, anytime I would do a clinic for the national team or, uh, or speak in front of national team or Olympic committees, he would be, you know, there to do it. And then anytime I wanted to ask for a Coke and a smile, the other girl would, would come along. She was an intern for the program and, and she would help me along. It was, uh, it was different. And I mean, I, I I kept trying to learn Mandarin, but definitely couldn't. Mm. I mean, something to look back on that. You're like, wow, this is quite an experience. 
again, you take it for granted yeah. until now. Yeah, you're exactly. not talking about it. Like, I mean, I, I came back with all the paraphernalia. I brought my Olympics glove and I brought the track suits and I, I, I've got the pictures and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But it's, it, it's, it's just tough when you don't have the actual you mm. know, the credits for it. Yeah. Each and every time. And, and then again, I'm like, well, I coached the Olympics once. I'll probably do it again. <laughs> yeah. now we're they eliminated you know, 12 years later <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> um i want to touch on the uh the 2010 iscs when you're with the pennsylvania power there based out of harrisburg um yep. you guys would lose the opener and then win seven in a row before bowing out to eventual champions jarvis travelers that must have been yeah. a pretty memorable week for you well, and, and not to mention a memorable, a memorable week for the, the great uh sean o I believe his name is Sean Cleary. Oh yeah. yeah. He's not too bad. So He's all right. he was, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he and I, he and I, you know, traded off on, on the pitching and, and whatnot, but people underestimated him at that point in time. Cause he was just a young punk again, coming up. And, mm. and I mean, he, he really opened everybody's eyes and, and look at him today. One of the best in the game. Yeah. Like what was, uh, <laughs> but the morale of the, the PA power guys, I mean, honestly, they had never done so well. And again, we just had fun. Yeah. You well, know, nobody fought with anybody. Everybody, like, I remember the first game we played Darren Zach. I think we ended up getting four or five home runs. And I told everybody on the bench, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. this is where you hit the ball and don't say a word. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, you, you, you're talking, you, here we are swinging off one of the best in the game. Just grin, say, thank you very much, sir. May I have another? Yeah. Um, and, and it just started to, to go around. I mean, and we faced some of the best pitching and honestly, I think if we weren't so tired, we may have, have come back because I believe we had a few runs on, on Jarvis that first game. Is that right? Or travelers or whichever they were at that Jarvis travelers. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I mean, to win, you know, to, to lose that first one and then go over in the loser bracket and then reel off seven in a row through the week. That's fucking nuts. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, it, it, we had a lot of guys make the overworld team that year. I got a hitter because I had to hit so many times. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it started to be like, hey, I'm tired. Oh, and I got a hit. Thank goodness. <laughs> it just goes to show that if you do relax at the plate, you'll probably do better. <laughs> so at, at that point, was it easy? Did Was it easy to see that, you know, Sean was going to be you know, one of the, the guy, the guy oh, yeah. later on down the because road. Because I ended up, uh, I think I played that year in the Canadian nationals with him as well. I played with the, uh, junior Newfoundland team. Oh, okay. Oh, in, in Charlottetown. Yeah. I can't remember if it was that, Charlottetown. Yeah. I think in, it was in 2010. I, I can't that's remember. Right too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so again, he just shone through because, you know, the senior team was supposed to do what they did, but myself and Sean, I think we pitched ourselves to a third or fourth place finish on that one too. You guys finished third. Yeah. Yeah. That we were with Brooklyn. And, and I mean, nothing. I remember Todd Martin coming up to me and being like, that's right. Robbie. Too. He's like, I, I, let me just shake your hand. What you've done with, not what I've done, but what you've done with these young kids is, is amazing. Yeah. And, and I'll never forget the final game of that one because I, I believe Todd Martin kicked dirt on Frank Cox and said, get out of here. This is my game. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think Frank had pulled a muscle or pulled a groin or something in the championship game because they got close in runs and Todd walked over him and said, get out of here. (laughs) After Todd had already thrown like four games to get to the finals. Yeah. The thing is, Marty could tell us every pitch he threw and what every batter did and how many balls he threw. (laughs) I I can't believe his memory. Oh, it's incredible, man. That guy's incredible. Yeah. 
We are total opposites. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I hope you never talked before we went on about uh, you played a couple of years with Team Quebec, didn't you? Yep. Yeah. Two years. Yeah. I, I, me and yeah. Z-Man uh, one year. And then I had, I want to say it was Garrity and... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember it was. That, yeah. that was in Charlottetown again in 2014. Yeah. Uh, yep. 2013 was in Stratford. Yeah. Or Stratford, Stratford. Shakespeare, right. whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Shakespeare. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So, and see, I'm, I'm okay once people remind me where I was, <laughs> but for me to recall it, I'd be like, I have no fucking clue. No, you're doing okay, man. <laughs> so, who, playing with Quebec, who, like, who, who, insla- like, who did that? Was it Matty Waugh or? Honestly, uh, I believe it was Luke. Darvo, Joe Dark. Oh, Joe, yeah. I oh, yeah, played, yeah. So I had played <laughs> I a with a Darvo. bunch of Waterloo guys in. God, it was a it was a little tournament up north. Kind of reminds me of Elkland, PA. But anyways, it was up up north near the Quebec border, and so they had. Um, God, I can't remember his name. See, this is where the memory yeah. lapses. Concussions. Anyways, I played a small tournament up where Frank Cox used to play, not known sound, but it was uh, uh, terrible storytelling right now. That's all right. Anyways, Joe Dar played for, <laughs> we were called Combat Sports, is, is basically what okay, it was. Okay, yep. And so it was a bunch of guys from Ottawa, yeah. Canada, surrounding area. And I can't remember the actual rep's name. There was There was a combat rep. I think wasn't it Easton or something? I think it was no combat. No, it was combat because I know that for Quebec we were we were sponsored by combat. Okay, and I'm drawing a blank on his name. But anyways, uh, Joe Darvo played in that tournament, and he said, "Would you be open to playing with uh, our team, Quebec?" Right. And so after I played that tournament, I said, "Well," and I can't remember where I came back from. I was in the U.S. uh, and I think I was doing hockey camps at the time. Mm -hmm. And 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 then Joe. Joe Dar said to me, he's like, do you remember our agreement? And I was like, nope. He's like, well, you're playing for us in, in, the, in Shakespeare. <laughs> so I remember having to fly home like the night before. And and my dad packed up his RV and he's like, because I didn't have a real plan on it. And I remember sleeping in the parking lot in the RV and I, I woke up and Darren Zach's knocking on the door. Robbie, we got to play. <laughs> your dad's like telling your mother, come on, honey, we're going. We're going to Shakespeare. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, pack it up. He's on his way home. We're doing it. Harry, uh, we're really doing it. Oh, freak. Hey, do you remember the thunderstorm in Shakespeare? Uh, I remember the drinking <laughs> in the thunderstorm. I hate yeah. it. I hated that setup. Because didn't we have didn't we have a, a little party in a, a rink? Uh yeah, there's something. Fuck. I that honestly, I hated that setup for the nationals. Like everybody did. It was yeah, it was like, terrible. The fact there was no beer garden that and you had to get the beer out of that uh it was like a canteen. Yeah, it was a porta potty. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I hated that. That's basically, what it was. Yeah, actually, I got a funny story about that. Uh, that Nationals. I was with Charlottetown Fawcett's with at that time, and uh, I came into the game against you guys. And mm-hmm. the first batter I faced was Darvo, and right. I pinned him in the head. <laughs> and I was like, I on purpose. I was like, oh, for freak's sakes! Like I pinned him in the head. Maddie, yeah, you played it off. Maddie really Wall was up next, and it, it was the first time I ever faced Maddie. And I don't know if Maddie was like, who is this clown that just pinned Darvo in the head? But I might've had, right. a ner- I struck, I struck Maddie out and I was like, huh, I just struck Maddie. Well, fuck you, Maddie. It was amazing how Maddie could play ISC and never get out. Yeah. As soon as it came to the Canadians, it seemed like I was like, is he going to get a hit? 
<laughs> it's, it's like he's a, he used all his hits at ISCs two weeks before. Yeah, or, or it's just that the Canadians knew sort of the holes. It's it's kind of the same as right. um, Sean Wetton has a thing. He can't pitch against Newfies. And no, that's right. They hit it out of the park every time. I, yeah. I wonder if that had Matty Waugh, like in the Canadians, where he would just or, – or was it that he was just playing with his hometown buddies and just – you know, relax. Right. Because yeah. every other time he's amped up. And with Team Quebec, I, I saw him drink. Mm. I yeah. saw him eat carbs. I mean, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's on him. <laughs> we go to Boston Pizza every night. Yeah, who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is not the guy that I see in ISC. Yeah. Oh. Or on Instagram doing workouts every day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Frank, that's great. Um, Rob, I got to ask about uh, RS sports training, of course. Uh, Tell us all about it. Uh, so it, it basically came about when I uh, worked for Turcotte stick handling schools out here and, and all over the U S when I first moved out here, I figured my life after hockey was going to be, you know, using my ins with Rob Blake and Nelson Emerson and all the Simcoe or Ontario guys that were with the LA Kings. Mm -hmm. And so I, I had approached them about, uh, you know, doing some stick handling camps and stuff like that. And, and so I started off doing hockey lessons okay. in, in El Segundo. And so then I said, well, since I'm, I've got so many friends, I'm going to use the logo to try and attract people. And I mean, as soon as I brought the logo out, which is the LA King symbol with just RS sports training on it, mm -hmm. and, and it's a baseball diamond on the bottom, all of a sudden people would just approach me and be like, I like your hat. And I'd be like, yes, it's not the LA Kings though. And then, so they would start asking me questions. I started handing out business cards, getting more clients, more clients. And then people started seeing me play softball around. So instead of just being hockey, I was like, well, it can't be hockey training. So I'm going to do all sports. I'm also a certified personal trainer. So I was like, well, let's do hockey, softball, and personal training. Then I got into box fit. I started doing boxing classes. And, and so it just basically fell together. <laughs> And I, I literally got the logo because I was like, huh, I kind of like the LA Kings logo and it'll get me some business. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it's grown from there. I mean, I'm, I, I no longer have done uh, the hockey stuff because it's $485 for an hour of ice time here. Holy, Holy shit. Yep. And that's even with connections. That's $485 so, an hour. Yep. $485 an hour. Do they tie your skates for you? No, they actually dull your skates for you. <laughs> what the fuck? That's unreal. Because then they want you to get a sharpening for $36. <laughs> no, that's not true. I, it's not 36 bucks. But, no, it's 48 uh, uh, Yeah, it's, it's 62 Yeah. <laughs> I forgot to carry the 12 Yeah. Oh, man. That's crazy. What? Yeah, and stupors. It, it is. And, and so then, um, because we moved out here, uh, I believe it was 23. 13 i retired from uh, i tried my hand at at coaching at the at the single a hockey level hmm. and just realized i was basically getting raped i ended up right. making two dollars an hour at the end of the week oh, um, uh, sometimes you're you're running around and you don't get to enjoy your time off like i did when i was playing and i was yeah. just like this isn't for me hmm. um and so out here, uh, you know, I played fast pitch on a Wednesday, in a Wednesday night league. And then I found an ISC team to play for called the JMB Bombers. And so I started getting uh, a little bit more known in the area for fast pitch. And all of a sudden, they found out that I was a pitching coach with the Chinese national team. So I started getting clients for softball. Well, I started realizing with no overhead cost and, and the weather being the way it is, I need to get out of hockey. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. 
it was definitely more bang for the buck and, and not as much overhead costs. Um, so I've approached a couple of schools, helped build some building cages and training facilities, and and in turn they've allowed me to use the facilities, you know, sort of rent free. It's been That's a great. good way for me to give back to the high schools and the programs, and and still at the same time make make an honorable living. Yeah. Is there any boys fast pitch in California, or is it just mostly there is. girls? Uh, oh, there well, is. Yeah. But it's more on the remote areas like Bakersfields and Palmdales and, and stuff that's more inland towards the mountains. Okay. Um, but pretty much people people will call me from national teams or something like that, say, hey, I've got an 18-year-old Mexican living in, in Baja, California. Can you train him? You know, so I'm, I'm starting to get some, some more male clients. Um, I've had a few of the USA national team young pitchers, um, Weldon and can't remember his name, Cody, something or other. So I see periodically, but it's not enough to keep the game going. Sure. Yeah. And that's what sucks. It's, it's disheartening. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, you know, at the same time, at least it's some. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. You have to have some. And so if we get, if we get the baseball players to start coming over and we can convince some younger kids to, you know, throw the ball underhand. Mm. I'm yeah. like, you can still go back and play baseball. It's easier if you play softball and go back to play baseball. That's right. Yeah, for sure. Man, they got Let's not get on that topic. Yeah. Okay. Right, yeah. Anyway, Rob. Like I remember. Uh, oh, I, go no, ahead. I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. We're, let's, baseball. Oh shit. Let's go. Let's go to the player association thing. Okay. Well, first, first, I have to say oh, something. Jesus. I like to say something. Boy, <laughs> thunder and Jesus. One, one thing we didn't do today in our podcast is mention Steve Mullally. Oh, we forgot. <laughs> oh shit, we didn't mention Lolly. <laughs> no. Hey, did Why would we? Did Lolly hit a home run off? Drinker. Did Lolly ever hit a home uh, run off? Probably one of the longest ones. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> and he stared me down all the way around the base. He's like, "Don't worry, I got the first captain." <laughs> love you lolly not not to mention lolly would always say robbie just give me the wink give me the wink when it's coming (laughs) i'd be like you don't even need a wink you dick (laughs) really he's got me picked 12 times that's he's got everybody picked like robbie you lick your lip when you're throwing a lifter (laughs) you scratch your balls when you're throwing the lifter i'm like how can i do all that same time he's like i just know you did it a couple times jesus christ have you obviously you've had to have listened to him and Haley's podcast day. Eh? I haven't. Oh, you haven't? Oh, no. Hey, Lolly. <laughs> Man. <laughs> they're, they're, I'm sorry, uh, Brother Lolly. I, I, I apologize as well as Hilly. I'm they, telling you. They are my, yeah. my few brothers. I'm telling you right now. The, the one that they, they did with Robbie OB. Yep. Yeah, that was priceless. Yeah. Priceless. I, I can only imagine. Yeah. Three news, three news talking to each other. Like you like needed a translator. Spit on in their mouths. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you need a translator for sure. Oh, freak. right. No, good for them, man. It, uh, like I said, yeah. The more the more podcasts, you know, we're getting the game out, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, one thing, one thing I can say, Lolly Hilly, can't believe I wasn't your first fucking call. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All the stories we have together. Yeah. But Ob was literally there. Um, he was their trendsetter. He, mm. he he took them under the wing and and showed them a lot of things. I mean, oh, yeah. for sure. The I mean, the entire island is just one big happy family. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, it's and, greatest place on earth, man. and it's paying off. It is dividends. Yeah, <laughs> and that George fucker built a good street. Yeah, I guess, I guess he it's did. King George. <laughs> Jeez, I love that place. Uh, I, I think I've been there 12 times. Can't remember anything about it. No. No, me either. Pretty nice from That's not from concussions. <laughs> 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 anyway, Rob, we'll, uh, we're going to get the player association here. Um, it's where I'm going to throw out a name to you. 
and you can say as much or as little about them as you want. Okay. All right. First one, starting off with uh, Thomas Macchia. Thomas Macchia. What can I say about the man? Um, my first experience with him was just an overall athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he's no different than most of the other Kiwis where just hopefully wants to give back to the game and, and, and doing all that sort of stuff. They're, they're constantly trying to build it and grow it and, and do all that sort of stuff. Right. Yeah. I've grown out of contact with him, you know, over the years, but he was one of the, my dear friends with Jared Martin back in the day and Mark Sorensen. So yeah. just a great guy. Right on. Super. Uh, next, we talked about him a little bit. Uh, Musi, Gerald Musler. Uh, I mean, there's there's nothing you can't say. There there's no bad stuff you can say about music. He doesn't do anything bad. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he wakes up and his bed's made. I, I, I don't get how a big man like that doesn't leave a crease in his bed. You know, I can I can remember the first time after winning the I, I think we won the Aurelia shootout one year, and we drank out of the cup, and Musi was like. That's got germs on it. No, I'm not I'm drinking from it. And he sat down, opened up his own beer. First time I ever saw him drink a beer. Oh man, he's probably me, some me crazy in the Giesbrick sack. We're sitting there, and we, we both looked at each other and said, "Did I just see Gerald Musilar drink a beer?" <laughs> One time in my life is all I ever saw him drink a beer. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. But just, just, uh, I mean, uh, a class act. Uh, yeah. Love working with him with the USA national team. He's he's doing some amazing things. Mm, absolutely. Actually, Gerald grew up like not 10 minutes from where we are at right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So I know his family very well. Or did. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Now. Yeah. Right. Uh, next, I have, uh, he was a guest on here and we let him talk about you. So I, it, it's only <laughs> fitting. Yusuf, <laughs> Yusuf Davis Jr. Yusuf. The, he called the Yusuf Davis, the goat. Yep. The goat. <laughs> the goat. Um, I mean, the, the next generation. He uh, just lives, eats, drinks, softball, um, most kind-hearted, mm. mild-mannered, hardworking individual uh, from the West Coast. I mean, he, he he's great for Team USA because yeah. uh, there could be no better ambassador of the future of the game than, than Yusuf. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. He's a beauty. And I mean, we're gonna we're gonna see him just do some amazing things as for as long as he can. Oh, I'm I sure. agree, totally yeah. agree. So positive. Um, next on the list, uh, Shannon Haddad. Gosh, I mean, you, you're pulling all out of the woodwork. Hey, huh? I, I I do my research. <laughs> Shannon Haddad was was my first uh, kind of Cinderella story coming here from. Um, from Camarillo, California. She lives in in Simi Valley. She uh, took her from a girl that that literally threw the ball over the fence every time she started throwing the ball underhand. Um, she turned her her entire pitching style around. Believed in in sort of what I was teaching, and that I wouldn't steer in the wrong way. And she's been a super success story until this past year, where she she had some fractures, I believe, in an L three L four vertebrae in her back, which kept her out of the hunt for the World Series. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, just a a true athlete to go through the hardships of she she played for. Um, Pete and Chase Turner with San Jose State, and then they uh, had to leave. They were forced to leave for a while, and, and she's gone over to Long Beach. But amazing pitcher. Nice. Right on. Last on the list is uh, Brooke Yanis. There And again, mm-hmm. a Cinderella story. <laughs> yeah. Little Brookie. She's uh, awesome. Came in. My, <laughs> so my left side princess. 
she she has surpassed everyone's expectations except for mine. Yeah. Uh, I feel like she always had it in her. Um, yep. She throws the ball hard. She spins the ball better. She's changing the game on TV because people are starting to see that it's not a difference between genders. It's just the fact of learning the right spins and making the ball move. Mm-hmm. And so she's really, uh, honestly, she's, she's paved the way for my future here in California to, to teach and coach. And uh, I wish her all the best for next year. Cause I hope she can, she can pull it off and win one. Friggin' yeah, idea. I, I was watching some highlights of her, you know, prior to, you know, doing my research on you, man, she can, she can throw her. Yeah. And, and like I said, when, when you're starting to get the Michelle Smiths and the, and the Amanda Scarboroughs yep. and the Jessica Mendoza, when you're starting to see them change the way they call the game because of these two pitchers, mm-hmm. it, it honestly, the, these are the proud moments that I have oh, like, absolutely. because things that I, I felt I didn't get credit in my playing career. I'm hoping to get credit in my coaching career because it's like, these girls are changing the way that pitching coaches should look at teaching these girls how to pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is there, and, uh, is there anybody on ahead, the, sorry. is there anybody on the, you know, up and coming that uh, people should keep their eye on? I mean, Harley I could go through a list right now. I've got a couple, uh, a couple 12 year olds that are spinning the ball and hitting 60 miles an hour. So Jesus. I'm, I'm quite impressed. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I have my, I have a girl that, that actually throws a better rise ball than I ever have in my life. You had a rise ball? And, and she just does everything that I don't do. <laughs> she does it the right way. Yeah. I tried to throw it. I, I tried to throw it hard and she said, I'm just going to spin it. But I would love to send you guys some video of these two 12 year olds. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. We'll put it on uh, our Facebook page. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to, you know, the same as Mike White, the same as all those male pitching coaches that are out there, to, you know, in the NCAA. It's, it's, a, it's a tough battle. Yeah. Yeah. For you sure. Know, the same as, you know, the women trying to, to, to get the recognition in the men's world of, of anything, whether it's working or not. We as That's men right. are trying to get the recognition in the women's world without saying or stepping on toes. Like That's we're right. not saying that, you know, we're not saying we're better. We're just saying work with us to help everybody succeed. Exactly. exactly yeah. And I, I mean, this, the, the women's college world series that just passed. I mean, that was an eye opener for a lot of people. I mean, the, the we had our first, we had our first three girls hitting, you know, 70 miles an hour. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I believe they're a little skewed. I mean, I, I've I've pitched with Rachel, and I pit, uh, I haven't done Fontana, but I mean, I've I've seen them at live events, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't believe they're that fast. But who's to argue? Either way, they're the fastest in in the yeah, crowds, and exactly. So, like I said, when when people are starting to see a difference in the uh, speed and the mechanics that are being taught, hopefully, they see that it's not just a male versus female thing. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, Rob, got a gotta you know thank you for coming on man i mean you're a big part of the game not not only in in canada here but i mean you're making your mark down in the states with the with the ladies as well and uh you know i gotta thank you for coming on well i just want to say thank you guys for even thinking of me because obviously lolly doesn't fucking think of me and Haley doesn't even fucking <laughs> think of me. Um, I, it's it's just happy i told the wife today i'm like i can't believe somebody wants to talk about it outside the ballpark so i'm, yeah. I'm humbled and i'm extremely happy and if you ever need a filler, you just call me up. I'll talk my ass off. Absolutely, pal. <laughs> so Thanks, thank Rob. you so much, guys, for having me on. All, All right. right cheers, my friend. All right. Take care. All right. Cheers, boys. Okay. Take See care. you, Rob. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Bye. Oh, good one. Very good. Oh. Guy's a gypsy. He's, <laughs> he's played on every team in the world. Freaking right. Yeah. The, the funny thing is, it's, uh, what was I going to say? 
I don't know, Randy, you're pretty fucked up. Oh, man. <laughs> you haven't eaten since breakfast. I haven't eaten since breakfast. <laughs> I've had three beer and I'm messed up. Uh, no, what's I going to say? I'll tell you one thing. Very so, good speaker. Yep. Has, a, has a lot to offer. And, you know, what he's doing with all the uh, the females in California and so on. Fantastic for the sport. Oh, absolutely. No question. I mean. And they're so lucky to have somebody like that to look up to. Like he said, when he was growing up, he had Brad Underwood, Frank Cox, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Andy Jackson, whoever it was. Darren Zach. <laughs> all these people to look up to, to pitch with, to play with, to play against. He's offering something to the girls that they maybe wouldn't have that opportunity to have. Just a different side of it. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, for sure. Cause I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of the, the, the girls in the States. Yeah. Majority of their pitching coaches are female. That's right. And, but, it's a different I, but you know what? There's, I've been seeing it. Cause I mean, I'm online quite a bit, you know, on, on Twitter and whatnot with, Tinder. with the not Tinder man. <laughs> I don't even know how that works. Slight swipe left is what I understand. I have no idea. I swipe left on Snapchat and I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> but uh, no, but I mean, you know, I, I, I see that there's, you know, more males getting into the game. Cause I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there's Robbie and there's, there's other guys like Jeremy Manley is yes, an assistant right. coach yep. as well. I mean, it, to have Jeremy Manley yeah. on. Elsie, Elsie did it in the Elsie, past too. Exactly. That's right. yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. it's, it's definitely benefiting the ladies for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Anyway. Yeah, you, I need to pee really bad. You got to pee? So do you. I know, man. I'm just, <laughs> just trying to get through this. Got to eat supper as well. Yeah, anyway, that was a great, great podcast. Great to have Rob on. Really appreciate having him on. Yep, uh, absolutely. A little bit fucked up technical difficulties in the beginning from California. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to edit that out. You got to pay your phone bill. I know. And uh, yeah. <laughs> my Facebook phone bill. Yeah. Happy. Uh, I know this is Friday before Father's Day, mm. but happy Father's Day to all our fathers out there. My father, I wish you a happy Father's Day, and my I wish, grandfather. I wish you a fa- happy Father's Day, uh, and I and I, I also, wish you a happy Father's Day. I wish you a happy Father's Day too, Randy. all right, man. Okay, brother. Let's uh, let's, let's get the classified. Let's go pee. Let's go pee. Everybody, have a great week. Yeah, take care, everyone. Take care. Never took it serious, then what we had got fucked up We grew apart, but in my heart I still love ya Back at the start, I thought it last so long Went by so fast, now it feels like the passion is gone Everything I loved about you just got pissed away And it really gets to be because I miss some days You was modest, honest, pretty much you gone It's the farthest thing from bitchy or heartless And never thought less of this jobless poor head Even though I couldn't get your cards and chocolates You put up with my nonsense day after day You were one of them types you don't let get away Shit, we used to get Loop together. I remember one time you were so sick we almost puked together Your mood was better then, but who would've knew what we had We would soon lose forever, damn I still love you You were late, you were like my sunshine We were too young for love, but I knew you'd be mine Had to let you go and get on with my line Now I got you back, ain't gonna leave it this time And I know I can always rely Well I know you'll be keeping me high So I won't let you go, not again Cause I know I love my lesson I know I can't take it serious I know. I 
said I wouldn't do it, but I did it And now it got me wishing that my position was switching Never no hugs, no tongue, never kissing But keep fucking with us since the first day I hit it The minute that you talked, I would listen You made the way that I walk a little different I like your vibe, like the way that you feel Your head style from the start, now you're paying my bills I gotta love it Yeah, I'm a little obsessed And I'll confess, without you, I feel a little depressed The wife's headed, sick of me giving you my attention Really, I see a point, but it was never my intention I'm always talking and bragging you up Like, yo, check this, is she amazing or what? And the fatter that you get, the better I can't complain The mistress in my life, music before the fame I love it I know that you're always on time And the minute she's gone, you're chilling just fine